Plus Podcast. My name is Christian. Joined here this week with Saul live and in person. Saul, how you doing? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Recovering from a small cold, you know. I guess it's just been going around everywhere. But yeah, just recovering for that. How how you doing, man? Yeah, pretty good, man. Uh, you know, pretty entertained and uh, busy with football and school and work and whatnot. But happy to be here back on the pod and get some reactions out to the people. Uh, we also got Aldo joining us remote this week. Aldo, what about you, man? How you been? Yeah, man. Um, I've been good. I wanted to go in, you know, live this today, but it wasn't possible. You know, weather's really, really bad over here. We're in the mountains, so decided to save for next time but no other than that pretty good how about you how about you guys yeah man doing good you know just ready to talk uh talk footy with the boys once again so just a three-man crew this week our uh international football expert chris cannot make it this week to give us his insight so he will be missed but nevertheless we pursue on and yeah guys we're coming at you on a friday maybe on a saturday but by the time you're hearing this more than likely the knockout round of the world cup will have come to a start you know after what is it 42 games in the group stage games about two weeks where we saw four games each week or each day at this point it's come to an end and it's time to get to the nitty-gritty of the knockout football which for me is the most exciting part of the world cup um with a lot of exciting moments we've seen some great goals some great moments so far but yeah man just time to crown a champion once and for all how are you how are you guys feeling about wrapping up the group stage and going into knockout play Bro, I'm going to say now I think this is um, the best World Cup since 2010. Uh, I mean, you can make argue uh, the 2014 World Cup was good, but I think this is the best World Cup since 2010. There's a lot of drama, a lot of uh, upsets, and it's been a great World Cup in my opinion. Yeah, man, I agree. I think, uh, although you brought it up a couple weeks ago, how you think this World Cup is already better than 2018. I agree with you. I think it surpasses that. And yeah, I agree with you, Saul. This, uh, this World Cup is just full of upsets, dude. There's no team that's gone through the group stage undefeated. Uh, I think every team that's coming in as a favorite or as a uh, just a big, quote-unquote, big team, they've no, been upset. There's a couple, there's a couple teams that that are going through undefeated. USA is one of them. Netherlands is one of them. Well, not undefeated. My bad. Uh, what's the word? Unbeatable? Unbeaten? That no, one. No, all three games? Yeah. With a perfect record is what I'm trying to perfect say. Record. Yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah, um, yeah dude. It's, uh, it's quite the World Cup. So, yeah. I just hope that we continue this upward trajectory and we see where it head- takes us. But, yeah, man. I'm excited to get the knockout stage underway. But... Before we get to that, we got to, you know, kind of wrap up what happened in the group stages. So uh, without any further ado, should we just start off with Group A? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, was it Senegal versus Ecuador? I mean, that was a good game. Qatar was already eliminated. They lost to Netherlands and didn't matter that result, really. I think it's the, you mentioned it, I think, last time. So I might be repeating myself, but it's the first host nation Oh, no, never mind. Never it's mind. in the worst host nation since ever. <laughs> yeah, lost all three games. I don't even think they scored a goal, did they? No, I don't think so. They scored, yeah, they scored one against... Um, I think Ecuador? Ecuador. Uh, no, not Ecuador. No, 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 it was 2-0. They scored one against Senegal. Uh, didn't right. that one finish? Yeah, three, it was like 3-1 that yeah. finished? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ecuador-Senegal, that was a good game, you know, it was a bit of back and forth, you know, uh, Senegal's leading, Ecuador tied it, it lasted for like, I think a minute and a half, and then Senegal scored, and yeah, that that goal was enough to take them through to the round of 16, so, I mean, yeah, Senegal won the 
Africa and couple nations last year, so it's good. Uh, it's good for them to go through. Uh, I guess I might expect that I expect the second place to be between Senegal and Ecuador, but yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys want to add anything else or else there's a group B we can go on. I mean, I just wanted to say, you know, uh, the Senegal coach, Alou Sisa, I might have butchered that, but dude, this guy deserves uh, at least the recognition for coach of the year. I mean, African Cup of Nation champions, he's made it out of the group stage in the World Cup despite not having Sadio Mane. Uh, but yeah, Kudabali came in clutch. Uh, I do, however, want to say that Ecuador had a, for my money, a pretty good World Cup campaign. Sad to see him go out. You know, they went out fighting, but ultimately, I do think the best two teams qualified. Yeah, I mean, yeah I'm gonna have to agree there. And um, let's let's review our predictions. I mean, everything's you know done and dusted. Um, who, which one of us got the got those two spots right? I mean, we all said Netherlands and Senegal in that order, so I think those are the only ones that we're going to predict right. Because, <laughs> man, if anyone predicted this entire group stage correctly, I want to I wanna meet that person, shake his hand, and then uh, take him to Vegas with me. But, yeah, let's move on to Group B. Uh, so the last day, pretty much it was either win or go home for the USA versus Iran. And, yeah, narrow 1-0 victory, but, you know, for my money, I think the U.S., are the better team and it was expected if they would have crashed out it would have been a major disappointment for united states and their fans meanwhile england england they whooped wales 3-0 but yeah dude, i want to talk a little bit more about us but uh before i do that what do you guys think about this group and how it finished yeah i mean i saw a statement the other day and i don't know if y'all agree with it but um someone said uh usa played the best football out of any teams in this group and I would have to agree with that USA did play the best football I think they deserved the first half against Wales was immaculate the second half they fell off but versus England I thought they did they if anyone deserved to win that game it was them Iran you know they they did enough you know they did suffer in the last uh 20 minutes where I think they just Burhalter just wanted to defend so but yeah, would you guys agree with that statement that U.S. played the best football in this whole group? 1,000%, man. Um, to me watching this game, I think USA is truly at their best when they have the ball, when they have possession, and they're driving upward towards the opponent. Uh, and yeah, that was just evident in this game. That front three is so fluent. There is so much nice interplay and link-up play between the three up top, whether it was Pulisic, Sargent. Sargent and Weah, they had a nice little link-up play between them. It ended up with a back heel for Weah. just couldn't come off. Uh, the offside goal by Wea was unfortunate. Pulisic, uh, what's it called, risking his nether regions for the good of the U.S. But no, I agree, man. A thousand percent. I think U.S. is a very underrated team, and it's only going to get better from here, so it's kind of scary. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, U.S. definitely, you know, they play great football. They really showed what they have. They really showed the progress they've made since, you know, 2018, since they've missed out on that one. Um, big shout-out to Pulisic. I mean he went for it there you, you know he he didn't get scared of that of that challenge he was like this is it it's, they gotta do it and you know he came in clutch for them um, it reminds me a little bit of the 2010 World Cup where USA had to beat Algeria to to go to the next round and Donovan got that crucial winner for them so oh, yeah what a moment that, that was yep yep so it reminds me of that for sure um, the only thing that worries me about the U.S. is they are so is you know it's just that last pass or that last shot. Mm-hmm. 
they they can't get it. It's so hard for them to get it because um, they they play really good football, but it's just in that last moment where decisive moment where you you either have to take the shot or make the last pass for the shot. They're, they're struggling a bit there, and that's why they you know they had to get the win in the way that they did in such a very you know they have to graph for it. But props to them. Um, very good stuff. This Can't might be a stretch, the, but I mean, I think this might be a stretch, but you know, I really think the U.S. looked like prime Barcelona or like a prime Pep team when they have the ball and they are driving through the opponent's third half. But no, nah, man, like you said, it's just real exciting football from them or soccer as they call it. I also wanted to point out very quickly that this is the first time I've ever seen a U.S. lineup where the entire starting 11 starts in Europe and not just, you know, some middling teams here and there, but some world-class teams and you know some are big contributors to their team in europe so yeah uh, like i said earlier it's just going to go upwards from here and it's uh, pretty scary and i think even the bench too because in the bench they had they still had geo reina geo reina did not go in you know and he's a really big player good player for Borussia dortmund yeah i also want to give a special shout out to i think i would say um to their two best players in Eunice Musa and Tyler Adams. I mean, they just looked, they looked tremendous out there, um, especially in that England game, uh, especially Tyler Adams in that England game. He just controlled that midfield. He bossed it. So, yeah, special shout-out to them. The future looks bright for that midfield. So on to the other game for Group B. Uh, we saw a lot of teams rotate their squad for the last group stage game, and it didn't pay off for a lot of them, but... It paid off for England. You know, they started Rashford and Foden up top uh, alongside Harry Kane, and it paid off. Both of them getting a, a goal, uh, Rashford with the brace, Foden with the other one. So, yeah, England is one of those teams that just proves how much depth they actually have. And as far as our predictions, uh, although you said USA would finish first and Wales would finish second, I completely forgot you. <laughs> uh, thought England would crash out of the group stage. Um, hey, they, they were close. They were close. Uh I said England first, USA second. I got that right. And then Saul said England first and Wales second. So, yeah, Wales is a pretty disappointing tournament um, by my standards. But nevertheless, let's move on to – we're not going to move on to Group C. I think we'll skip that for a little bit later on. But Group D, man, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier how a lot of teams heavily rotated their sides for the third game, and France was one of them. Uh, although it is a very strong B team, it reminded me a lot of how – they rotated for the last game in 2018 versus Australia. Um, they had ended up getting, I think, a draw then, but they got a 1-0 defeat this time around, and there were some questionable starters. Camavinga's left back, I believe, that was one oh, yeah. <laughs> very bizarre uh, start for me. But, yeah, Tunisia, 1-0 upset. Uh, didn't affect France at all. They still qualified first through the group, along with Australia, uh, who got a win in their last game as well. But, yeah, man, Group D, this was... One that none of us got right. Uh, although you said France and Denmark. Denmark, a dark horse for many people that crashed out. Uh, I said Denmark first, Australia second. I completely had France getting knocked out in that World Cup curse continuing. And Seoul said Denmark, France. So, yeah, man, a lot to, I guess, look over and uh, put hindsight on. Yeah, I mean, Denmark. I hope Australia beat Argentina. Same. But, I mean, Denmark, dude, I think... A lot of people had him as their dark horse, as you said, and it's just, dude, it was disappointment. I don't, I don't know what went wrong. They usually do good in tournaments. I think in the Euros last year, they went to the semifinals. So, yeah, it's just surprising that they did so bad. Australia is surprising in terms that they made it. 
I mean, if you, I, I was reading a lot of Australian comments, and they were saying that they thought this was the worst Australian team they'd seen ever. But now it's going to be tied with uh, one of their best ones. I think 2006 was the last time they made it out the group stages, so and that was their best run ever. So this is going to be, at the very least, tied for one of their best runs ever. But yeah, I mean, you said if Camavinga left back is ridiculous. That gives you like, um, what'd you say? When uh, Deschamps would play Matuidi as left mid, or what was it? Oh, yeah, right mid. Oh, my. Yeah, that would, that would just piss you off so much. It gave, it gave the same vibes, but, yeah, dude, that's just ridiculous. I mean, there was one, like, equalizing goal in this game who, I don't know how you guys feel about it, if you guys are even familiar with the call, but I don't think it was offside. Yes, uh, Griezmann was offside initially, but then I think a Tunisian player touched it, and from there, you know, the play basically restarts, and Griezmann's onside. That's my opinion. I'm not an expert on the well, rules, but I know Aldo is, so Aldo enlighten us. Well, I need to see it too. I didn't see it, but I was going to ask you for that Tunisian player. Did I, did I it just like hit him, or was there an intention from I, the player? I don't think there was play I don't think there was intention to play the ball. I think that's why it was offside. Okay, yeah, because so, that's that's the main thing. Like when it hits another per, uh, player from the opposing team, is um. There has to be that intent on there. If it just like ricochets off of them, um, just standing, offside. there's no intent. Then yeah, that's still offside. Well, damn, I stand corrected once again on, on this podcast. Thank you, Aldo. But uh, mm. yeah, man, Australia. It's crazy how they qualified after qualifying to the World Cup through a playoff game against Peru. You know, and that was on penalties. And their goalkeeper was the the second stream keeper at that time who made those saves in the penalty shootout. But no, man, good for them. Um, shout out to the people of Australia, too. I know their game, this game was at least at 3 or 4 a.m. in the morning. And it's kind of weird for them because they're used to having a World Cup in the winter. But they finally had one in the summer, you know, due to the climate over there. But, yeah, excited to see them go through. Um, I don't think they'll get past Argentina, but, you know, we'll get to that when we get to that. So, moving on to Group E. Dude, you talk about upsets. This group, man. Where oh my gosh. Japan finished first above Spain and Germany. Japan, who beat two past world champions in Germany and Spain, and both from be, from one nil deficits to come behind. Just what a story, you know. Uh, shout out Japan and all those players, all those talented players on this squad, and I'm excited to see all these Asian teams in the round of 16. Yeah, bro. Dude. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, so. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say that was crazy. I mean, um. It was just that Japan versus Spain game was similar to Japan versus Germany. We was like five, ten minutes of just madness, and they got their two goals, and then they just sat back and defended with their lives. I mean, Spain, I think, um, I wouldn't say they deliberately lost, but I think, you know, they did for, I think for them, ended up with a a bit easier game versus um, Morocco instead of Croatia. I mean, I think they're similar teams, but I do think Morocco's slightly a bit easier. But you never know with all these upsets going on. But yeah, dude, that's just crazy. Japan and Spain, and even at one point, both of them were eliminated. Because when Costa Rica scored, I was like, no way, both these teams are gonna be eliminated. But, Bro, I was rooting yeah. for Costa Rica and Japan to make it out of this group, and Netherlands and not Netherlands, Belgium, not not Belgium either. Fuck, Germany and Spain to go home, but yeah, it didn't pay off. Um, Dude, Germany, what a crazy story. You know, champions in 2014, uh, the two consecutive World Cups after that, they get knocked out of the group stage. Both times, by the way, had a European team in it and a CONCACAF and Asian team in it. And both times they lost to an Asian team. So nothing new for Germany. You know, we thought this time around it'd be different given all the 
young talent they have up and coming. But nah, man, uh, Japan were just too good and too clutch on the day. Well, I mean, that's still talking about Japan. What do y'all think about that controversial second goal? Oh, yeah. Did I the mean, ball cross the line or not? I mean, they've yeah. got technology for that. So, I mean, Cause I, have to, I, I, I have my things about it, but I want to hear your guesses. See, when I saw it on the replay first time, I thought it was um, I thought it was out. But then, you know, they've come out with the pictures because the FIFA ball, uh, the Al Rihal, I don't know how you pronounce it, but it has technology in it. So... I mean, you have to trust the technology on these things, and technology proved that the ball was in, so you have to just trust it. And, I mean, even if you don't trust it, I mean, the technology says it was in regardless, so it doesn't matter what you say. But, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. First replay, I was like, that's out. But they came out with the pictures that say it's in. It, it, it's like um, it's like by the slimmest margins. It's like when... Um, it's by a few grass blades. <laughs> yeah, it's like when the... when. Was I think John Stones had that clearance, goal line clearance versus Liverpool that ended up winning them the 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 league title at the end. That's how close. Oh it yeah, was. just by like millimeters yeah. or inches, something That's crazy how, like that. This was even closer, in my opinion. But, dude. but it also depends because if you see from one angle, it looks out, but then you get the over the top angle, and you're mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, it's slightly in. So it's just. I still, after seeing all the pictures and everything and different angles, I got to agree with the technology and say it was in. Yeah, same. Um, I did see a video further explaining how some angles don't do the picture itself justice because there's an actual video where a guy's angled it a certain way. He's like, from this angle, it looks out. But then he didn't move anything. He just moved the camera and panned it over. But you can clearly see the ball is out. And yeah, man, you got you to gotta trust technology. Very unfortunate, though, that that is the reason why Germany crashed out. But, man, the slight you talk about the slightest of margins. That's definitely one of them. Yeah, that's definitely going to be the definition of it for for years to come. I mean, gosh, that was... But, yeah, I mean, it just shows how much technology has evolved and how much technology um, is playing its part in football. Because, um, I mean, this really reminds you as well and uh, for a lot of England fans too what technology could have done for England against Germany uh, with that Ger Gerard goal oh yeah when was that? back in 2010 was that so 2010 yeah some journalists were saying it was payback <laughs> yeah yeah some, yeah I mean, so some it just England really fans. shows how far technology has come you know and 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 how it can play a part to be benefit the game but yeah to me just like you saw showing the first replay it did look out, um, but I mean, we know the whole rule is the entirety of the ball has to cross the line. Yeah. <laughs> so whether it's just a small millimeter or an inch or two that's that's still on that line, it's still in, it's still valid, and yeah, it's just crazy. That's what, and I'm in love with this World Cup already. Oh yeah, just based on football. <laughs> Bro. So, I'm so glad Japan went through. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say, and it sucks for Germany because I think they had the the highest xG. I think they had 10 xG, and yet they, I think they only scored five goals, or so they scored. Well, I mean, they scored four. They scored five goals out of those 10, which just it sucks for them. I mean, that's that's what happens when you have to use a makeshift striker and Havertz. But then, <clears throat> what's his name? Uh, Hansi Flick came out afterwards and he said, uh, 
he said that their defense wasn't good enough. He's like, he's like, we've been screaming at the federation in German football to develop some fullbacks and center backs for us. He's like, but yet we focus on midfield and attackers more. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's question. There's some people saying he might get sacked. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, their their performance was good. It's just they couldn't put the ball away. So, I would keep him. It's just you know some key positions are just especially the fullbacks they 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 just don't have good enough players and it sucks but I, I would keep him personally so as far as our picks i mean although i'll give credit to you you're the only one that predicted japan to go through uh chris i mean excuse me Saul and i both had uh spain and germany going through but yeah man just uh, last point i want to make on this group uh this just goes to show how crucial goal difference was in this tournament it was the tiebreaker for a lot of teams and you know that seven nil whooping that spain put on costa rica in the first game that is really what brought him to the next round but yeah uh let's just move on to group f another shocker um belgium canada and morocco and croatia uh morocco finished first you know morocco i was really high on them going into this tournament i'm not surprised to see him go through a bit surprised to see him go through as first but yeah they qualify alongside croatia who finished second and belgium man we gotta we gotta talk about belgium and lukaku <laughs> yeah dude lukaku should be called i mean at the same time we can't give him much slack either because i mean he um was it called? This was like I think second game back from injury, so he wasn't exactly in rhythm. But I mean, there's still no excuse. I think one of those shots should have been easy, but to shoot it on his weaker foot. But at the end of the day, he is a professional footballer. He knows how to. He has to know how to shoot on his weaker foot. So, I mean, there's a little bit of an excuse for him, but then the you got to make those, man. Nah, dude. For me, there's no excuse. I saw a stat. This man produced 1.9 xG in this game. And he had four golden opportunities to put at least one goal in the back of the net for Belgium and didn't do it for any. Man, this guy, his career's just gone downhill after that Chelsea move, after that interview, really. But, yeah, dude, Belgium, very disappointing. We talked about them in the last pod, how, you know, those comments from De Bruyne and apparently it uh, it sparked uh, controversy. Not controversy. It sparked, what's the word? What's the word? Torn locker room. Yeah, pretty much, you know. Like, there's a lot of players that are in each other's faces, but... Courtois came out said you know what no it's not like that but I don't know man I disagree I think Roberto Martinez his time has come to an end at Belgium um I think he was really on Belgium's golden generation's last legs heading into this tournament and more than anything I think this performance for the World Cup justifies just how overrated in a sense this Belgium team has been for so many years because they've been ranked you know constantly top three teams in the world by FIFA but they never really won anything you know that third place finish in 2018 World Cup is really the biggest achievement they have to their name and i think it's just time for a complete revamp yeah i was about to say can you even call them a golden generation if they didn't win anything yeah they only beat canada in this tournament and scoring one goal and conceding two and that was barely yeah and canada honestly should have came out that with that should have came out that game with the win but yeah, dude, Belgium just, you know, one of the big disappointments in this tournament. I mean, I would they weren't disappointed with me. I mean, I called it. I mean, I still had them going through because I thought their squad talent was going to be good enough. But, dude, I, I, I knew this was coming. I just, I should have believed the Morocco more, but I didn't. But I knew it was coming because I just didn't, I didn't trust their coach. And I had realized that their um, players um, were a bit, um, would be the right word. 
almost like um not that they didn't care but they were i don't know what the right word would be but it was kind of like they were kind of done with it like some of them didn't want to be there it seemed like but yeah i should have i should have believed in morocco more so yeah then you get to our predictions i mean Saul was the only one that got croatia to go through uh both Aldo and I had Belgium and Canada, so uh, the less said about that, the better. Uh, Group G, man. Um, I'll just give our predictions outright for this one. Aldo, you said Brazil, Cameroon, as did I, and Saul got it right with Brazil and Switzerland. I told you. So, yeah, dude, uh, Group G, man. What a group this was. Uh, how do y'all feel about it? The, obviously, these games wrapped up today, and, yeah, Brazil without Neymar, you know, they're still one of the best teams in the tournament. No, I take that back because they lost one nil to Cameroon. I forgot about that. But they yeah. were playing like their B team, though. I mean, their B team's still good, but it's just it's not the same. If Rafinha and Vinny and uh, Richarlison and Danny Alves started I mean, his right back, yeah, Danny Alves. I mean, that's when you know. I mean, supposedly he played a really good game too, but you know, it's just. I mean, even Ederson yeah. started. It was a whole rotation, but if they played their A team. I think they would have won. Not not easily, but they would have won comfortably. Yeah, I mean, Cameroon played a great game uh, in that one. They waited till the last minute. Oh, it was it was actually quite funny if you guys didn't see it. But they waited to the last minute to score. The guy that scored, I don't, I don't know his name. Abubakar. Yeah. Oh, well, he scored, <laughs> and he took off his shirt, celebrated like a madman, which rightfully so. I mean, you did just score at the World Cup, but he got his second yellow and got sent off. <laughs> That was great. Go so, off with a bang. <laughs> Go off with a bang. But, you know, what kind of worried me is like, you know, what if things went Cameroon's way? Because I think all they needed was a tie in the other game. And yeah. then they would go through. <laughs> they would have been, you know, fucked. Because uh, that's one of the good players, you know, being missed at the next stage. But we're not talking about that now. But still quite legendary. I'm not going to forget that for for a while. Yeah, the other game uh, all those alluding to there is Serbia versus Switzerland. A lot game. of historical uh, context going into this game, but you know we're not going to talk about that on here. Uh, you can just go YouTube it if you want. But yeah, what a game. Um, all five players that scored are five very recognized, world-class players in my opinion. Mitrovic and Vlahovic for Serbia. Shakiri, Mbolo, and Froiler for Switzerland. But yeah, what a game. Yeah, dude, what a game. You said it. I mean, Serbia, when they played Cameroon, that was a good game, wasn't it? I think so. That was like the one where there was like ended up in three three draw. I I think, but now this game, dude, it was good. It was one nil and then one one and then two one and then they tied it right up and then, dude, that build up on that last goal they scored was just beautiful. Did you see it? No, I haven't seen the highlights for any of the games today. All right, I I mean, just explaining it in words doesn't do it justice. So I, I won't even try. But when you watch it, you're gonna be like, damn, what a build up! It was, it was, it was beautiful. All right, so the last group of the World Cup before we get to Group B or Group C. But, yeah, Group H, man, another upset, dude. How many upsets have happened, you know, in the last group stage game where squads heavily rotate their side? But, yeah, South Korea with a late winner versus Portugal on that win or that late goal is enough to see them to the next round. Uh, incredible scenes at the stadium, you know, where they were pretty much waiting for the Ghana-Uruguay game to wrap up just to confirm that South Korea does have a spot in the last 16, and they do, and... Yeah, they deserve it. Uh, Huang Hee Chan with the winner and great performance by South Korea and Uruguay, despite the 2-0 win over Ghana, was not enough. So Portugal and Korea go through, and those are the two teams that are going to come out of Group H into the next round. 
Yeah, I mean divine justice. Yeah, that's man. what I was saying. Dude, this was um I gotta say gener- generational hating by Ghana. They were extra time and they make time wasting substitutions when they're losing two nil just because they don't want Uruguay to get a third goal, dude. It was just I think it I think I don't know, I'm not I'm not from Ghana so I can't speak for them, but I think this this is finally serves uh, revenge for them after what Suarez did to them in 2010. But, you know, selfishly, I am happy they get out because it means Ronald Araujo has more time to recover because it was rumored if Uruguay made it to the round uh, 16, Ronald Araujo was going to start a play, and in my opinion, it would have been a bit rushed. So selfishly, I am happy, but at the same time sad because he didn't get to play either. So it sucks. You know, it's every player's dream to represent the country at the World Cup. But, you know, just... You know, as Aldo said, sweet justice for Ghana, I think, finally. But not just for Ghana. I mean, just I think anybody that hates Risaris, um, <laughs> whether it's for that handball in 2010, whether it's for, you know, that whole biting, biting players. Incidents. Um, it's happened more than yeah, once. Yeah, biting incidents. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, uh, basically ignoring Ebra to shake his hand. You know, the whole racism issue. I just, I honestly, generally do not like Luis Suarez. I I will say that he is a great player, um, especially when he was at Barcelona in his prime. But I still did not like him. Like, he's, he's the worst. And I'm so glad that 12 years since 2010, I was able to see him crying again. But this time for the right reasons. Man, so. uh, what a story! What a what a story arc! But yeah, man, it's um, fantastic. As far as our predictions, I mean, both Saul and I said Uruguay and Portugal, and although you said Portugal and Ghana, um, none of us predicted Korea to go through. So it's good to see that. It's good to see a lot of uh, Asian teams in the round of sixteen, as well as I think there's two African teams. The first time since 2010 or 2014. I know it's the. They matched the best World Cup Africa has ever had as far as teams going through the knockout round. So, yeah, good for them. Meanwhile, CONCACAF only have one team <laughs> in the next round. So, I but mean... Before we move on to Group B, was that where you were going? I was going to say, should we move on to the Mexico rant or should we do our bracket first? I, I, I was going to ask real quickly, two quick questions. Well, not two quick questions. The first one, I was just going to mention, you know, um, Mexico, Uruguay, uh, Belgium... Uh, all three of their coaches are gone after not making it around 16. Uh, I might be missing someone. But um, I was going to say, out of Uruguay, Germany, Denmark, I guess I'll throw in Mexico. And I feel like I'm missing another team. But I guess I'll just put a proposal like this. Who is the most disappointing team in the World Cup, would you guys say? Because personally, Mexico. I'd have to go with... Um, I think Germany, just for the fact that they uh, didn't make it twice out of the group stage. I mean, I would say Mexico, but uh, I expected it, so I'm not. Uh, but for me, it's in between. It's in between three teams: Germany, Uruguay, and Denmark. Denmark, not as much because everyone had them as their dark horse. So I wouldn't really say it's disappointing because it was like a deep dark horse. It's like someone expecting them to make the deep run since they did in the Euros as well, but they didn't. So. But I think Uruguay partially blaming on their coach, but Germany is just, 
I think they just got real unlucky. But that, that's that's why I think they're the most disappointing team, though. But I, I want to hear what y'all say. In personally, yeah, Mexico. But I think on paper and logistically, it's Germany. Just for the talent they have and for the opposition that they faced and the XG that they produced and the shots that didn't end up in the back of the net. Yeah, you got to go with Germany. You sticking with Mexico, Aldo? Yeah, because on the last game day, they had all the opportunities to, to do it. They couldn't do it. And even more so, they showed that they could play like that against Argentina, and they still didn't do it. You know, like, what the fuck? I mean, even some disappointing teams that finished first in their group, like like England, France, uh, Spain. But, you know, they can Brazil, Portugal, but you can chalk it up to saying, oh, they rotated the squad, but... Yeah, I don't think anyone's a clear favorite going into the round of 16. But to, to me, Spain shouldn't have gone through. They should not have gone through. Just, they just got went through out of pure goal difference, which was enough. But I told you guys last week uh, or last episode, they had their real first test against Germany, and they couldn't do it. They could not get past that. So I don't think they're going to do well in this next round. Who knows? Yeah, that's all I wanted to ask. You know what I mean? All right, so should we move on to our brackets, or should we... Yeah, yeah, yeah I said brackets. And then we did yeah, the Mexico cool. rant last. All right, well, I think we should just mention, you know, Argentina finished first and Poland finished second in the group. Uh, those two last games for Group C really weren't hand-in-hand, hand, but uh, me and Seoul correctly predicted Argentina and Poland, and uh, although you stuck with Mexico for second, but we'll talk about that later. But yeah, the bracket, man. Uh, I'm really excited about this because, like I said earlier, no team really goes into this as the favorite. But before we go into that, I have a question for y'all. Who has been, I guess for you guys, the most exciting player to watch out uh, to, one, uh, watch so far in this tournament? And who should we have an eye on in the knockout round? Mbappe. (laughs) That's a boring answer. (laughs) I mean, it's boring, but I mean, he's just on a tear, and I think he's going to... I think he's going to end up top goal scorer, and I think he might even um, get close to where the next two World Cups he might, um, if they qualify, of course, he might break um, Miroslav Klaus's record. But, I mean, besides that, I don't, I don't know. I can't really think of anything. I mean, Pedri's had a great tournament. Um, I'm trying to see. Y'all are sleeping. Who you, who you got, Aldo? Because I got one player in particular, but I want to see who you say first. Yeah, Aldo, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, trying to see if I can think of anyone else. Well, I actually got three players in mind to Ooh. watch out for. All right. Um, but hear me out. We got Cody Gakpo. Ah, oh, you, you took mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I got mine now, and I don't think any of you guys are going to say it. But go ahead. Well, yeah, I got Cody Gakpo. I mean, that guy's just – he scored every goal in every match um, for Netherlands. And not also that, I think he created – he, got it. he assisted the other two, I think. Um, I might be wrong in that last part of the set. But Cody Gap was one. And then I got Marcus Rashford for the second. Classic United fan. Mm-hmm. Dude, you can't deny what he's done. Nah, bro. Just, he's, if Chris was here, he'd he's, say Phil Foden. He turned you know? up. <laughs> well, Phil he's been on the bench the first two games, and he got a goal against Wells. But Phil Foden, he hasn't shown enough. Rashford, on the other hand, he came in as a sub in the first game, scored. Um he came in as a sub in the U.S. game, and he he created some chances. But he started on the third game, 
and he got two goals. He got an assist. He got a free kick goal, too. So that's mine to watch. All right. And then the third is, I'm going to say, Bruno Fernandes. I mean, that guy. United he assisted by. in his first game. No, bro. You can't deny it. You can't deny it. And he I, got mean, I haven't great watched Portugal that closely this tournament, so, yeah, I'll take your word for it. Um, I, another one came to mind for me, bro. And uh, Tim Weah. I want to say Tim Weah, too, for the U.S. Good shout, too. He's been pretty, He's been really, really good. So for me, Hakim Ziyech has really been at the heart of everything Morocco's been doing well in this tournament. Whether he's not scoring, he's assisting, and just, you know, he's at the heart of everything that Morocco does very well. So, yeah, I think he's one to watch out for in the knockout round. You said you had someone else? Yeah. Um, it's a defender, and I think he's going to be one of the best defenders in the world. Uh, he's still quite young, but I'm going to say Yasko Gavardio. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it, but center back for Croatia. I mean, he's been crucial for Croatia. He saved them a couple times. He's made some really great tackles, but yeah, that's that's my player to watch. I think he was a Real Madrid fan. He said he'd like to play for them, but I think at the, right now, I think Chelsea's aiming to get him, and I think that's going to be a great buy if they do get him. Hopefully, they don't ruin him like they've done with other players, but yeah, I think... Um, He's one where once he makes that big move to another team, he's going to be someone we talk about for a lot in these upcoming years. All right, so I think we should just get underway with our brackets. Um, first game kicks off tomorrow. Uh, I think this podcast will be out by tomorrow, but, you know, it's always better late than never. So by the time you're listening to this, we'll be well into the knockout round. But, yeah, man, USA versus Netherlands. That's the first game tomorrow or the first game in this knockout round at 8 a.m., uh, I remember talking about this in one of my classes saying, you know, I think this game is very winnable for USA. I think it'll be closer than a lot of people think, but I don't know. I kind of want to hear what you guys say before I get my prediction. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think it is a winnable game for the U.S., but what we have seen from teams versus Netherlands is they've struggled to break down their defense, that back five or back three, whatever you want to call it, but with wing backs, but... I think it is winnable for the U.S. U.S. has played some good football, but unfortunately, and I, I, I could see myself being wrong on this, I think the experience isn't enough. I think that team's too young, especially if they go out like they did versus England where they try to press them that first half. I think, um, what's their name, uh, Netherlands will really punish them in that second half. So um, for that reason, I'm going to go with Netherlands, especially the form gap goes on but. Yeah, I think Netherlands wins this one. Um, I'm not. I don't think it's a blowout, but I do think Netherlands squeaks on by on this one. Yeah, I'm gonna. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think we are all in agreement that it is a winnable game for the U.S. because Netherlands. It's not the you know the Netherlands that we know of, you know, the Netherlands from old. Because um, like, if it was Netherlands from 2014, no doubt the U.S. would not have a chance. Um, isn't, isn't that when Mexico almost eliminated them, 2014? Yeah, but that Mexico was a different one from, from this year's. I mean, come on. That that Mexico, I prefer that. No, Mexico. but I'm saying that USA, <laughs> I think, would have a chance against that 2014. <laughs> Netherlands. I mean, I guess so. But regardless, for me, regardless, whatever happens, I think, like, if the U.S. does bow, bow out in this round, um, it was a great achievement for them because of that inexperience to go so far, you know, to, to be so inexperienced but still be able to go so far. Um, actually, you know, I'm going to back them up. I'm going to back them up. I'm going to say U.S. takes it. I think Ooh. it's going to be a tight game. 
because um, yeah, Cody Gapko, he is in form. He's doing really well. He's been, the, you know, the big creator for Netherlands. But I think U.S. can handle him. Um, and I think it's gonna it's gonna be like a last gasp winner for them. Maybe even penalties. Damn, damn! Although you took my lightning, bro. I was gonna go for U.S. <laughs> nah, dude. I think. Uh, <laughs> no, look, look here. Uh, Netherlands, they're they're good. They got good players, but you know, at times they're patchy. At times their players are patchy. That back three or that back five, they've been they've had questionable moments. And really, Gakpo is the only consistent player on the squad. But I think especially out wide, the U.S. can do a lot of damage. You know, with Blint on the right hand side, or excuse me, on the left hand side, and you got Weya running in behind him. There's he doesn't stand a chance against Weya. And then Dumfries on the left. Uh, I think Pulisic, if he catches him out of position, will you know be running in, out of his pocket all night or all afternoon. But yeah, man, I'm gonna back USA. I think it will be very, very tight. I think I can see it going to overtime and uh, them getting a late winner there. But yeah, let's go on to the next one: Argentina, Australia. Uh, hey, Australia was a good run, but I think this is where it comes to an end. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Australia. I could see them somehow pulling off a surprise, just like Saudi Arabia did. But I think they learned the lesson after that Saudi Arabia game and have learned that they need a. They can't take their foot off the gas. They need to be in the game 100 percent of the of the time so fortunately i don't think they the um australia makes it past this i i think they'll get a goal in this game but yeah, i don't see them being argentina what can you imagine if australia are the ones to knock out messi in the last his last world cup oh that'd be hilarious <laughs> the memes would never end but uh, i mean logistically logistically argentina should go through but i am hoping for an upset because at the end of the day, at the end of this tournament, I do want a new champion. Hmm. Wait, is this bracket correct? Because I thought Brazil was on the same side as Argentina. No, they're this not, bracket right? is correct. Okay. Well, damn. I was going to say this it's all aligning for uh, Brazil-Argentina semifinal, but now it's pretty clear. Wait a minute. They are on the same side. It's just weirdly set up here. I'll go to this one. It makes more sense. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're on the same side. Yeah, it's all, everything's aligning the stars for a Brazil-Argentina semifinal. But uh, before we get to that, Japan-Croatia. I think this is honestly one of the closer games of this knockout round. And you know what? I'm going to keep the Japan train rolling here. I think they can... I don't. I wouldn't even know if you call it an upset at this point because Croatia, their squad's getting a bit up there. They got young up-and-coming up players. But I think Japan, they're just going to ride this wave of momentum to the quarterfinals. Um, I'm going to have to disagree. I say Croatia wins this one. Um I think they're very no-nonsense team. They're always in the game, focused. And, yeah, I just think Japan's run comes to an end right here. I could be wrong, you know. I could be, but I don't think I will. They could have those. Ah, I mean, maybe. Now that I think about it, because I know Japan's just going to park the bus and try to counterattack, and we all saw how much Spain struggled to break them down. But, so they might, because all they need is those 10 moments of brilliance where they score a goal or two and then they're just going to sit back so yeah this one's tough but oof. I, I'm still going to go with Croatia I'm going to go with Croatia I think it's going to be a boring match though because Japan's just parking the bus dang I'm going to join Chris on this uh, Japan uh, I like Japan they've they've been doing really well they've been creating a good infrastructure too so I'm going to back them up and I think they can take take this game and move on to the next round. So yeah, Croatia. I mean, uh, Japan for me. All right, and then Brazil and South Korea. Um, 
I think Brazil beat Korea not too long ago, like 5-1 or something like that. And then afterwards, it was all the players from Korea wanted to take pictures of Neymar and whatnot. But yeah, I think it's pretty a simple result. I think Brazil get the win. Yeah, I agree. Um, Brazil. Same thing as the Argentina straight again. Logistically, it should be it should be Brazil taking it. But I'm gonna hope for that upset. I'm gonna hope for that upset. All right, and then we move on to the other side of the bracket. Uh, first game for me is you know a pretty even match, England and Senegal. But I think this is where Senegal's feel good story comes to an end, and I think England are gonna come out on top of this one. Ooh, I'm a, you know I'm gonna go for the upset here. <sighs> no, I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> this, this is an even match. As you said, so I don't, um, you know, I'm a back Senegal. I'm a back Senegal to win this one. I, th- I don't think England is going to make it far. I think if they make it to the next round, then they get eliminated next round. I don't think they're making it far. But that's why I'm going to go with Senegal. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I think this is going to be a tight match because Senegal, they got it in them. They got it in them. Yeah, I'm going to say England go through on this one but it's going to be a tough match for them it's going to be a tough match for them indeed Marcus Rashford should be should be starting that game I take it back I think this match this next one is the easiest one to call Uh, France-Poland I think France is going to you know unlock that deep block from Poland and just Poland all the way (laughs) yeah I agree with you Christian France um Poland tries to play part the bus and counterattack but they're not very good at it having they've been broken down by Argentina so yeah France you said Poland, no, Aldo? <laughs> all, all jokes aside, all jokes aside, um, I don't think Poland has it in them. Uh, yeah, France should be easy winners on this. All right, and Spain versus Morocco. I'm going to go for an upset here. I think Morocco have enough to see through the next round. Spain have been patchy in some parts, similar to Netherlands. And yeah, I think they're, they'll crash out of the round of 16. And Morocco, they're going to continue this fairy tale run. Uh, I'm going to disagree. I think Spain wins this one. Um, yeah, no particular reason. I just think Spain wins this one. I just think... Yeah, I don't know. I just I just think Spain. No, I'm actually going to go with Morocco in this one. They've... Uh, the games I've seen... I think I only saw two games of Morocco. They've played pretty well. Uh, very, very tight defensively lacking a little bit you know in attacking but they got it in them so yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Morocco on this one they go through all right and then Portugal Switzerland for me it's Portugal pretty cut and clear Ooh, I, I'm a I'm gonna go for the upset in Switzerland I think Switzerland has it in them there's always one team that surprises and I think it's gonna be Switzerland here I think Portugal they played good football but they've also gotten lucky in some games like that game versus Uruguay they got that penalty which was not a penalty and I think that helped them upstart versus Cameroon uh they started they stopped paying attention a bit and it cost them they could have even ended up tying that game so I think Switzerland I think it's one of these teams that teams often underestimate and that's what ends up costing them we saw France in the Euros when Switzerland beat them so yeah I'm going with uh, Switzerland for this one I think it's really going to depend on which Portugal we get on that day. Because um, even them, they can be very, very patchy. Um, we've said it so many times before. With 
with the offensive prowess they have, they play really defensively, and that's what ruins them. Um, but I'm going to go for Portugal to take the win. All right, so for the quarterfinals and so on, I think we can all just go on our own bracket from here. So here I'll start it off. I'll kick it off. Uh, Argentina, USA. I think USA's good run comes to an end here. Uh, Japan and Brazil. I think also similarly this is where Japan's good run comes to an end. On to this side, England versus France. You know, this is possibly the game of the tournament so far. Uh, but I do hope that England beat France because I think uh, back-to-back champions is just boring and repetitive. And then Morocco and Portugal. You know, I'm going to keep the Morocco good train running. Uh, that Argentina-Portugal final with Messi versus Ronaldo, I don't think we're going to get that, sadly. Uh, so I have Morocco going through. Semifinals, Argentina-Brazil. Uh, this is ideally what I think most football fans want, but I have Argentina going through. And on the other side, England versus Morocco. Uh, England are going to beat Morocco. And then in the final, I'm going to predict Messi lifts his first ever World Cup trophy. The one that his illustrious decorated career so richly deserves. And yeah, Ronaldo fans can suck it. <laughs> uh so for me um i have netherlands argentina i think mm, i'm gonna go with ooh, i say argentina wins that one and then the other game i had croatia brazil i think brazil wins that one and then brazil argentina and i think brazil comes out on top in that game i think they get their revenge for losing copa america and then then on the other side i have uh I have senegal and france um i think france goes through and then the other, I had Spain versus Switzerland. I think Spain wins, and then we got a Spain versus France. And I go, I'm gonna go with, I'll go France, and then we got a Brazil versus France final. And I think Brazil wins it all. Um, it's gonna, that's gonna be, dude. Imagine that Brazil versus France, dude. That'd be a great game, dude. I'd arguably two of the best teams during the whole tournament, but then the two best squads in the tournament. Yeah, in my opinion, but. <coughs> Yeah, and then third place, I guess, would be between Spain and Argentina, and I think I think Spain would win that just off the pace of, just off the pure fact. I don't think Argentina would care. Like their goal is to win the lift the trophy, and I don't think they will. So, yeah, my predictions: Spain, I mean France, uh, are France Brazil final, and I have Brazil winning it all. Damn, that's actually pretty good, but. For me, I mean, we got what, what did I have? U.S. Uh, Argentina coming up on there. Bro, you said um, Australia. No, I said I'm. I'll be hoping for Australia. <laughs> but I know, I'm just trying. To, I'm just trying to gaslight you, <laughs> motherfucker. But yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the real redneck. <laughs> but oh yeah, Argentina. Uh, actually, no. That I think that's another winnable game for the U.S. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say U.S. Fuck it. Damn. So U.S. are going through to the semis. Uh, Japan um, versus Brazil. Brazil should be able to go through on that one, even though I like the the Japan team. And then, so, so one of the semifinal there would be U.S. Brazil, right? Mm-hmm. Again, Brazil should be going through there. Um, as good as U- U.S. is, I don't know. I think Brazil just has it. They have that more squad depth and coming in clutch moments uh, and then on the other side France versus England 
Yeah, I think England were, is going to want to have some sort of revenge there because they didn't. Wasn't it France that eliminated? No, no it, was Croatia. it was Croatia. That's what cup. Never mind. But England should go through because France. I don't want. I just don't want to repeat champion. It's uh, it's going to be a good game. It's not just boring. It's just I don't want to give more arguments to to some you know some players to be the best. Mbappe. Mostly Mbappe, yeah. Um, I do want Varane to win, though. No, 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 no. England should go through. England should go through. And then I had uh, Morocco, Portugal on the other side. Portugal should take that, even though Morocco is, you know, they're still undefeated as of now. But, yeah, Portugal should take it. And the semifinal for that would be uh, Portugal and England. That, that would be a good match. That would be. Yeah, England could get their revenge. Um, from a couple of World Cups ago with that whole Ronaldo Rooney, you know, eye wink. <laughs> but I think Portugal will go through. Not, I think that's where Portugal's World Cup ends in that semi. In that semi. So the final for me would be Brazil and England. And who, who wins it? Who wins it? Go on. Mm. No, Portugal, Brazil is the final. <laughs> and Portugal's going to win it. I knew it. <laughs> 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 oh that was great Aldo <laughs> alright well yeah there you have it we all have three different champions um, I was hoping you would say England even there Aldo so we have three different champions but yeah dude we got some good matchups coming up in the round of 16 quarterfinals and semifinals etc so yeah let's just see who uh, out of the three of us is right come the end of the tournament if you guys have stuck around this long thank you and uh, we hope to bring you the best coverage we can while this world cup rolls on and then even after that looking forward to club football returning too and hopefully by then we get chris back on the podcast <laughs> um but yeah thank you as always for listening uh, make sure you're following us on twitter and tiktok we're being a bit more active during the world cup so definitely check us out on there at 90 and 60 pod and we'll see you on the next one adios <laughs>